Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, hey, happy to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're a punchy and you're coming back every single week, I want you to know that I appreciate you so, so much, and I hope you're having an amazing day. I got to sit down with Jamar Diggs, who is a YouTube manager and strategist for coaches and service providers. He helps his clients get found online faster with his YouTube funnel framework so they can create an evergreen marketing system that attracts new problem-aware people to their business. And we got to chat all things social media management, of course, like how he got started in social media management, what his favorite and least favorite things are, working with clients, turning clients down, working with a team who can support you in doing things that you don't like to do, and just all of the things. It was so much fun. I cannot wait for you to listen to it. So let's go ahead and dive in. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shante Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, I am here with Jamar and I am so excited. We've already been chatting a little bit, but hi, how are you? I'm doing really good. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I am very excited. Jamar and I share a client, which is a fun little connection that we have. Small world. Yes. And it just goes to show like you can have multiple social media managers and like work together. So do you just kind of want to dive in and tell us like what your current business setup is like? What do you do for social media management? Yeah. So we specifically do YouTube management. So we do YouTube management for coaches, consultants, and service providers. And we also offer strategy. All of this is done for you full full service. So we do like channel launches, or we'll do just YouTube strategy for our clients, or we will do the whole shebang where it is the full-on partnership where we are doing the YouTube strategy, which is giving them the topics, helping them with scripting, helping them. Um, we also edit their videos, upload and scheduling, you know, all that good stuff for them so that all they have to do is just be the talent. So right now that's how the agency is set up. I love that. Do you have a team that works with you or is it just you? Oh, yes. It's a team. I cannot do this myself. I have realized, and we may get into this later on, but I've realized I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have a team. I'm not a finisher. I'm not a finisher. (laughs) (laughs) So right now I'm acting as the CEO, but also like the lead strategist. I have an account manager, and then we have a in-house video editor, and then along with a few other independent contractor video editors. Nice. Okay. So you're like, you're like the brains of the operation Mm -hmm. and then you kind of pass it off to your people. 
Yes, yes. I'm a full on like strategic thinker through and through. And then my team just takes care of all of the rest. Obviously, I do like the QA and things like that. But I also pass on QA to them as well so that, so that they can be responsible for their own contributions in the process. But overall, you know, I'm still watching, but I'm the strategy person. Yeah, I'm, that's how I've run my agency too. So I totally get it. I like being like the, you know, the one at the top that's thinking and just kind of passing it down and everybody kind of implements it. But, you know, you still keep an eye on it, make sure everything is in alignment. Everybody's talking to each other. So totally get that. Okay, so what type of clients are a good fit for YouTube management? Is it just the service providers or are there others? So there are others. Um, we have for YouTube management, the way that we really have it, like our kind of, I don't like to call it out of the box. It's not really out of the box because everything is still different for each client, but we use my specific like framework and my own like methodologies and specifically for like business owners, right? And the easiest way to apply those things is for like coaches and, and consultants and service providers. We have worked with like e-commerce companies before. Um, we also like work with other agencies as well, but it's more so I can do YouTube strategy for almost any business, but for the sake of my team and for the sake of, I guess, like niching down to a repeatable process that's, that, that's easier for us, we strictly just do coaches, consultants, and, and service providers. Anything outside of that is like a custom job, you know, which I'm open for those. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's totally great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we follow like my specific frameworks and things like that. And so with it, our clients need to have been in business for a while, right? They need to be uh, more experienced. They have a trusted process that they take people through. They feel like they are an expert in their field with proven results. And they also have a sales system already in place. Like they already know how to get leads. They already know how to convert people. They just want to have a more evergreen approach or an evergreen addition to their marketing. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense because YouTube is very different than a lot of the other social media platforms. I know the life cycle is way longer than like an Instagram post, which is nice. But I think if it's a brand new client, like they're a startup, they're still figuring out their messaging and all of that. Would you say YouTube is like a future goal or should they go ahead and start YouTube right away too? So here's the thing. I think if you're a startup and you want to do it yourself, go ahead and post some videos. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to gonna stop anyone yeah. from doing that. But if you are a startup and you're looking to invest in certain things, I would invest in the things that will help you get leads and clients immediately versus investing in a long-term quite yet, right? So because what really happens is that you need to be very, very clear in how you get clients, understanding your own client life cycle, your own customer buying habits, journeys, things like that, before you can start setting up evergreen videos to be working for you too, right? Because do you really want something to be evergreen and found in search if you're not really quite sure that that's going to be the thing that is going to bring the people to you or is it going to bring the right people to you, right? Yes. So really being established and really knowing your ideal customer avatar profile, whichever we want to call it, right? Um, knowing them, knowing their objections, knowing what's keeping them up at night, knowing how you can really help them being clear on that messaging is going to be really, really important. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. And I think even when you work with clients on like on other platforms, like 
when they're more established and they know all of those things, being their social media manager and like creating content for them and all that is so much easier versus them having no idea who their audience is or like what they're trying to do or like. I've had horror stories. <laughs> but so before I came to that realization that like, oh no, honey, you need to know what you're doing. You need yeah. to know what you're <laughs> like, what's happening. Like I'm over here thinking, oh, I can make a strategy out of anything. But, but then what happens is they don't, believe in their expertise. And now I'm asking them to go onto camera, speak about this topic for just like five to seven minutes. And they're like, I don't know what to say. What do you mean you don't know what to say? (laughs) (laughs) And then they want me to tell them what to say. I'm like, that's not how this works, hon. This is not how this works. (laughs) You're the expert here, not me. I'm here to just amplify you, right? I'm here to amplify the expertise. Yeah. If there's no expertise, I can't amplify. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things, like, when you first get started as a social media manager, like, you're excited. You're like, someone wants to hire me to do this service. Like, I'm so excited. Of course, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, 300 bucks or whatever our low packages we decide are, you know, that's like exciting. And so we're like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead with it. And it doesn't matter whether like our clients know what they're doing or what it is they're selling, or like, they're still trying to figure out what even they want to sell and who wants to buy it. And it's like, if they come to me and they were just like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I want to market to moms. Like, now I know that's not specific enough. But back then I was like, yeah, sure. We'll market to every mom that's out there. And like those strategies didn't work because the client didn't, they didn't know enough. More market research and like social proof and all that needed to be done. But I didn't know that back then. And I'm sure you didn't either. It's kind of one of those like rites of passage you get when you become a social media manager. You got to work through those horror stories in order to get where you are. 100% because I actually, so I started my business as a social media manager in 2014, right? As a side business, right? And it wasn't about YouTube back then for me. I was just, because I was working for um, homes.com and rent.com full time and like managing over 150 real estate agents accounts. But back then it was more about quantity over quality. You know, it was the wild, wild west back then. It was, we were just doing some crazy stuff. (laughs) That's the chronological feed was the... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I started doing it on the side too, right? And so, um, but then, you know, I was charging like $200 a month for social media management and then I was getting burnt out. I was just, I was finding people up on Craigslist. It was, I was just, it was just wild over there, right? And then I got burnt out really quickly and then I switched to coaching and consulting, right? And then went into business coaching because here's how that connection happened. As I was doing social media coaching, I was coaching them and helping them kind of create a marketing plan. But guess what? They weren't clear in their offer. They weren't clear in who they were targeting. And so I felt like I needed to bridge that gap in order to get the money. Yeah. (laughs) And then I slowly became like disinterested in that. And this was like through a whole process of like, I started coaching and consulting in 2017. I, and so I was going through, through this whole thing. I left my job in 2020. Like I used, like my past employer was a mortgage company. And so I was there for like five plus years. I left there in 2020, a week before the pandemic. And I was like, oh crap. But I continued um, helping 
with coaching and consulting for social media. And I switched over to business because, you know, I was like, well, I need to make some money because I don't have a job anymore. So if y'all want business coaching, just help you kind of get that part of the puzzle together. I will definitely help you. And, and I did help some, some amazing people, but at the end of the day, like I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I just was kind of forced to do it because if they became my client and they didn't know what they were doing, I kind of was like, well, now we're just in this retainer for no reason. I was like, no, well, well, let, well let me help you. I'll, you know, force myself to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saw a need, you're a helper, you, you know, you filled in. It didn't make you happy, but you did it. <laughs> yes. But then I did it. And then, and then you'll even see up on my YouTube channel, like I was talking about like business coaching stuff and Instagram coaching stuff and content. And I was getting clients through my YouTube channel, like throughout that time. And it was great. And then my coach at the time was like, Jamar, it's something is not, she actually like found it in me to where she's like, Jamar, something's not right about this. Like you're just talking about content and like, you don't really want to attract these people who make less than like 5k a month and help them with their business. Like, that's not what you really want to do, but you're talking about content and there's like a disconnect. And then, but you're getting people from YouTube and it's like, do you like YouTube? Because like I light up whenever I was like doing my own videos, right? I was just, you know, it was just so great and I loved it. And it was like a thing that people didn't really know about. And I was like, yeah, I actually love YouTube. And she's like, you know, people need help with that too. Yeah. And I was like, people don't care about YouTube. <laughs> I was like, they don't care. They they want Instagram. They want to know how to make money with Instagram. And she was like, well, I'm just saying. And I thought about it. And then I did, did a poll on Instagram. And I said, did y'all know that YouTube is the second largest search engine owned by the first largest search engine, which is Google? Did you know that you could be found in Google and YouTube for um, specific keywords that match up to what people are searching for in your niche and like in your expertise and like all this, these like poll questions. Right. And they were like, no, what? I didn't wait, hold on. Tell me more what's going on. And I was like, oh, okay. And so then we quickly like made like an offer about like having an intensive or, you know, just helping them through it. And then, and this was just in this so quickly, because it was like in 2021, I think was when I officially went to doing just, just specializing in YouTube only. And even then I was just a consultant. I was like, I am not doing anyone's channel. I was burnt from being a social media manager back then. And I was like, they don't care about me. They just want to, they just want to, you know, but I was helping people and all of them wanted me to do it for them. They wanted the help. And I knew, like I said before, I'm not a finisher. I am <laughs> not a finisher. And so I said, if I do this, I have to do it the right way. Otherwise, I'm going to have a lot of angry clients that like me when they first start and then don't like me when they end with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a very realistic way to look at it. <laughs> so I hired my team and here we are today. Ah, I love that. Slide right in here and interrupt for just a moment to let you know that you are personally invited to join the Sugar Punch community for social media managers. Inside this community, social media managers like you come together to meet and support one another, get answers to burning questions, and build a thriving social media management business. 
It's 100% free, plus you'll get access to exclusive trainings and resources, be invited to special events, participate in fun challenges, get added to our social media manager directory, and more. Create your free account by going to community.sugarpunchmarketing.com. I'll link it in the show notes for you. See you inside. Now back to today's episode. So I looked on your website and you have like it in like bold font, getting clients with YouTube is less about views and more about strategy, which I really loved. Can you just touch a little bit on that? Yeah. So a lot of times we think about YouTube like we're influencers or creators and creators focus so much on views because that's how they get paid. Yeah. Right. But we don't get paid for every view that we get. We don't get paid for every like that we get. We get paid for people who watch it and then take action, right? And so that's what's the most important thing for business owners who want to use YouTube or any social media platform, right? And so views is just another vanity metric. And so what we do with our clients is that we help them kind of stop looking at views as the only thing that matters. Because if you have 50 views and you have a crap ton of people taking action into your email funnel, that's great. And sometimes you only need one, depending on the offer and your idle plan, you know, like you only need like one or two people in order to make it worth it for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you really need to go viral? Do you really need thousands of views each month in order to get the job done? Right. Not really. And so really helping our clients understand the difference between what they see other influencers and creators do versus what business owners need to do has been such a impactful way for me to kind of like shift um, my audiences on perspective when it comes to YouTube, because a lot of that happens. A lot of people don't want to do YouTube because they're intimidated by it because of how they see influencers or creators use it. And so when I tell them that it's less about that, we're not trying to entertain. We're not trying, we're not trying to be liked. We're trying to, bring in people who need help. And then in turn, they're going to figure out that they like you. You know, the likeness will come once they realize that you can actually help them. And then they're going to give you a chance, right? That's how a search engine works, right? The search engine doesn't work by like searching based upon who I like. Right. That's not how that works. <laughs> people are searching for, I need help. How do I lose weight? How do I do this? Yeah. How do I, you know, how do I use ClickUp? How do I, you know what I'm saying? Like they're searching for stuff like that. Not who is the nicest <laughs> person that can help me. Right. They don't look for that. Right. So that's just kind of how I explain it to people. I love that. I think that's a great way to do it. Cause I mean, it doesn't matter what platform you manage. That is a pain point that we all have is trying to get our clients to understand what are vanity metrics and like what actually matters. Cause it doesn't matter what platform you're on. Our clients want to go viral. It's a whole thing. So I think having those conversations and those expectations, like right from the start, and continuing to talk about them because, you know, it's one of those things you have to have more than one conversation. <laughs> yes, because let me tell you this, the worst thing, and th- so this happens with our YouTube clients sometimes, is that they are so great on Instagram, right? They have 56,000 followers on Instagram. You know, Instagram has given them such a big ego, you know? Like they're like, yes. And then they go over to YouTube where they're having to build it from scratch and they forget how that feels. <laughs> and, and then and then it's me re-educating them every single month. 
on it's okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of hand holding and like it's gonna be okay. I'm here with you. We're gonna figure it out. This is normal. Like that client relationship and that dynamic is normal for a social media manager, I feel like. <laughs> yes, 100%. I feel like if you haven't had that conversation yet, you're just getting started. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's coming. Be prepared. <laughs> okay, so YouTube is obviously very video content heavy. So how do you work with clients who aren't comfortable being on video? So that is also one of our other qualifiers to work with us. You got to. There is no, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to do this. They can go and hire a video editor to go ahead and add some stock footage and some animations up on the screen if they just want to do a faceless video. But that's not part of how our strategy and frameworks work for like the best for our clients. And like YouTube management is a premium service, right? And so I do not want clients who are not going to get the best impact or the best ROI on their investment by just doing something that is outside of what I rec- would recommend. Because being a coach, being a consultant, being a service provider, you convert people faster if they see your face, right? Like, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. Like, you, it's something about watching someone's video for six, seven, 10 minutes, looking at their face, right? Listening to them, building that trust, building that authority at the same time. And you kind of, quickly build that relationship with with that person, right? That's how the strategy is built off of because that's what works, right? And so now faceless videos do work as well, right? But that's just not what I focus on and I am not interested in doing <laughs> that. And so I have come to the realization that like, we're not here to get you comfortable on video. We're here to work with people who already, who know that their voice, who want to use their voice or face to amplify their authority, get their message out there and convert people, right? So if they are not ready for that, if they're afraid to be on video, then they need to go to someone else. Yeah. And that's okay because I don't want them paying thousands of dollars and afraid to do the whole thing. Like this is a partnership. I really need someone who is 10 toes in. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't need anyone being like, oh my God, I just am so afraid to get on camera each day because honey, guess what? You're paying for two videos a month. If you don't use those videos, hun, <laughs> this is not AT&T. This is not singular. We are not rolling over any videos each month. So you need to be completely in this partnership or you have to go. Yes. Okay. I love that. You're qualifying your clients before you even work with them and you're turning people away who are not a good fit. You know exactly what you want to offer. You know exactly who you want to offer it to. Like, That's where the success comes in and you're attracting high quality clients who stick with you. Like that's the thing. That's how to do it. That's the secret sauce. You got to turn people away who aren't a good fit. You can't take everybody. You have to, or you have to figure out what is the right offer for them, right? So I'm not saying that like, if you don't like it, you know, that's different than like being afraid. Right. Yeah. So if you don't like it, but you're like, uh, it's marketing, let me go ahead and do it. Cool. I can work with that. But if you get anxiety every time, like that's going to really hold up your process. And, you know, and I learned that lesson like the hard way because I was trying to be everything for everyone. And it's like, you can't, Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you really can't because otherwise you're not going to get you're not going to get the results that you want your clients to get. You're not going to feel confident in your work because you're dealing with everyone else's emotions or everyone else's expectations and stuff. It's like you now have diluted your own framework. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Of how you sell to people. That is like the most brilliant. That might be like the episode title is you can't be everything for everyone. <laughs> yes. Love that. Love it. <laughs> Some people need to get that tattooed on them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, I'm telling you, it, it will release some people after listening to this. Yeah. We just, we want to help, but reality is we can't do it all for everyone and be good at all of the things. It's okay to be good at one specific thing and helping a specific kind of person. Yes. It's the best because because there's going to be other people. There's other people. There are other people that can help you. There's video editors who love to just do freelance and just like, you know, you can just email them your videos whenever you want to do them. And then, you know, they're good. There's video confidence coaches too, right? There's so many other resources that you can do and there's people. So you can always either build a referral network if you want or just send them on their way and they, <laughs> they can research. Too. Like, it's not like, don't feel bad, you know, yeah. either way works for them. Like you're not just closing the door as if you're the only person that can help them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite thing about being a social media manager? I love being able to see other people's businesses from the inside out not to be like, not from like a nosy thing, but really seeing like the whole marketing and sales system, right? I love that. And that's something that I want to do more of because it's kind of more where I'm shifting to, to where it's not just YouTube or social media managing. Like we really help our clients see their marketing as a system that works together, right? And I just so happen to focus up on video content, right? Like up on YouTube, but having them see how it interacts with their sales system and helping them figure out that that aspect, not doing it for them, but just get, putting them in the right direction of how things work and then giving them feedback on that, showing them how many like opt-ins they get from their lead magnet from all over there. Like, I love showing them the importance of marketing data and also how to use their marketing tools effectively. Yes, I love that. I can't wait to see it as you expand into that of like you, what direction you had and all that. Can't wait. Okay. What about your least favorite thing? Oh, my least favorite thing about is the actual, like doing the stuff. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like actually like uploading, <laughs> uploading yeah. the video, scheduling <laughs> them. And sometimes I'm also like not a, I'm an introvert. Yeah. But I, well, I guess I'm an ambivert, but like my resting, I guess, is like an introvert. Like I'm an ambivert because I like have to do this for a living, right? Like I have to like, you know, I like people <laughs> for a living, you know? So yeah. it's, you know, and so sometimes, and I'm so happy that this is like a social media manager podcast because sometimes like I don't want to talk to my client. <laughs> you know what? I take as few video calls as possible. Like, I have a one onboarding call with my clients. And then after that, I'm sending them video recordings. Like I'm telling you, Loom is amazing. Yes. I love sending Loom videos. I love the whole, like, what is it? Asynchronous communication. Yeah. I love that. I mean, sometimes I do like about, I just have a limit of peopling sometimes. And so 
that's why I knew I had to have an account manager like on my payroll, like a W-2 employee account manager, because I need her to people for me because I cannot. And they love her and they love me too. But it's just, I have a limit of people in that I can possibly do. (laughs) Right. That's totally fair. And I think that's where hiring people who enjoy the things that we don't necessarily enjoy or, you know, want to spend a bunch of our time or energy on is helpful. Like grow a team, outsource. You don't have to control it all. You don't have to be everything for everyone, including on your own business. (laughs) Sure don't. Because honey, let me tell you, I will make... I'll do the keyword research. I will do the titles. I even I love having the strategy calls with my clients, but when it comes to the other stuff in the weeds, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I I have the processes all set up. Everyone knows what to do. Y'all go ahead and do it. I'll just audit. You know, I do like just like surprise audits. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's the way to set it up. Is there anything you wish someone had told you before you got started? Oh, that it doesn't matter what your prices are. It will always be expensive to someone. Ooh, that's a good one. I even struggle with that still now, right? Because I'm so used to, you know, you've learned about my whole like past. I was just, it was just me, right? As a solo person. And now I have a team. And so like, when I price my services, I have to factor in the payroll and things like that. And so it's higher. It is higher, but our clients also get like a lot of support. Like if someone's sick, someone else can, like everything keeps rolling versus if you hire just one person, if they're down, honey, they down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if, if something happens, you know, but I still have to sometimes have to kind of wrap my head around like our proposals or things like that, just because I'm still... It's only been like almost two years since we started like the actual agency side. And so it's just like me factoring in like other expenses and calculating that and then making sure that profit margins are like appropriate. And then I'm like, and then I look at the number and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't think it in my head. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like I didn't see it until, but it makes sense. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, me dealing with my own like past me as a solo person versus having a team, prices look different. They have to be different. Yeah. I mean, and your skill set has increased and like your expertise and all that. So like your price can reflect that as well. I'm sure your clients are getting higher quality now than they were originally. So like all of that factors into running a business. 100%. (laughs) So that's what I would say. Like, just don't sweat the price. The price is the price. I get it. Now, what they probably need to sweat is if the offer doesn't match the price, then we got another thing. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be pricing is the price and then the offer is just not, you know, not matching, you know? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You got to figure out the price and what you want to offer and make sure it, you know, it matches up. But yeah. Oh my gosh. You said so many amazing things. Where can people find you to connect with you? Yes. So y'all can find me on Instagram for like real time stuff at Jamar Diggs. You can also find me on YouTube at Jamar Diggs as well. Yeah. Like I I would love to connect with everyone. Like send me a little DM. Tell me what you like in the podcast and, you know, let's, let's chat some more. Yes. I love that. Okay. And I will link them all in the show notes for everybody. So you can just click over and go connect with him. And I know you also offer like courses for YouTube, 
like strategy and stuff. I think that might be helpful for people who want to get into it. Thank you. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. I was like, talk to me on. <laughs> yes, I actually have like a few courses up on YouTube. It's great for social media managers because you can use those same resources. And if you want to start learning more about YouTube and how to offer it to your um, clients, I give you like my framework. I give you like my templates. I give you like my whole process for like scripting videos and how to do keyword research and all that good stuff inside those courses and, and trainings. And so definitely take a look at that. Yes. And I'll link that too. So people can explore their options. Uh, this was so good. Thank you so much for coming on here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Like, I love just chatting about the real stuff that happens. So like, please like have me come back. We can do a another look. I, this, this is fun to me. I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let me know what questions you have for Jamar and we can bring them back for a part two and discuss those things. That <laughs> yeah. <was good. laughs> oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. That was so much fun. Definitely go click on his links, connect with him on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, click his links for his courses. He is so much fun. Can't wait for you to connect with him. And if you have any friends who are social media managers and they want to connect, they want some support, they want to feel like they're not so alone, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. You can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.